Okay. <laughs> you guys are sweet. Makes it a lot easier for me. Um, yeah, the food was really good. That's a blessing. You know, it's so neat to be able to come and eat together and fellowship and then come and, and soak up the Lord. We're, we're super blessed here. Let's pray. Father, we love you. And we love you because you first loved us, Lord. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your abundant blessings, God. Thank you, Lord, that you are so good to your kids. Lord, we pray tonight that you would come. Lord, we ask that you would speak to our hearts, Lord, that you would encourage our hearts. Lord, that you would equip us, God. Lord, that you would just anoint us afresh to go live radical lives for you, Lord. God, we know we need you every day. And Lord, we ask that you would come. I pray, Lord, please, that you would speak through me directly to the hearts, Lord, of your children, including myself, Lord. You're so good. We give you this time. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Cool. So, last week was Noah, and that was really rad. G brought it, and, and we were all blessed and encouraged, and the Bible is so cool. I mean, how are the, the stories in the Bible? I mean, floods and crazy stuff, and especially Old Testament, it's, it's so neat. Get in there if, if, if you don't already. Get into the Old Testament, and you'll see it's the same God moving in, in radical ways. And they're all true, too. The Bible is truth. Um, you know, something I want to share with us before we get in real quick is, uh, you know, the Lord is, is doing something really neat in, in the life of our body. I'm sure you guys can all testify of that. We just had an amazing series on prayer. I mean, that was radical. That's the Lord speaking to us, saying, guys, I want you to pray. Here's why, here's how, and here's what it's going to accomplish. That was really divine. And now the Lord is, is bringing us into this series of faith. I mean, it's, he's perfect in all of his ways, and it's just so neat. Like, wow, Lord, he's, he's, he's getting us ready. You know, he's equipping us. You know, first prayer and, and now faith. And it's just really exciting. I just thought that was pretty exciting. Don't you guys think that's exciting? Cool. Because he wants to move through this town and, and, and this coastland. Because I have family members and friends that don't know the Lord, and, and we all do. And the Lord's, he's going to get them. And surprise, surprise, he's going he's, he's to use us to do that. So um, open your Bibles to Hebrews chapter 11, please. We're going to start in verse 8 of Hebrews 11. Entitled this message, uh, Evidence of Active Faith. Pretty basic one, but it's to the point. So let's read, starting in verse 8 of Hebrews 11. It says, By faith, Abraham, when he was called, obeyed by going out to a place which he was to receive for an inheritance. And he went out, not knowing where he was going. By faith he lived as an alien in the land of promise, as in a foreign land, 
dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, fellow heirs of the same promise. For he was looking for the city which has foundations, whose architect and builder is God. By faith, even Sarah herself received ability to conceive even beyond the proper time of life, since she considered him faithful who had promised. Therefore there is born of one man, um, and him as good as dead at that, as many descendants as the stars of the heaven in number, and innumerable as the sand which is by the seashore. Wow. we got to have faith for sure. Um, we pick up the story in, in Genesis uh, chapter 12. So let's go there. First book of the Bible, if you guys didn't know that. It's okay if you didn't. Y'all there? Genesis chapter 12. I'm going to read the first five verses. Now the Lord said to Abraham, Go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to the land which I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth will be blessed. So Abraham went forth as the Lord had spoken to him, and Lot went with him. Now Abraham was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abraham took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his nephew, and all their possessions which they had accumulated, and the persons which they had acquired in Haran, and they set out for the land of Canaan. Thus they came to the land of Canaan. Wow, you guys. This is really, really neat. So what we have right here, excuse me, is the this is the Abrahamic covenant. The covenant that the Lord made with, with Abraham and is a promise. And we're going to see that this promise carried Abraham through the craziest times and, and the gnarly trials. Um and I want you guys to recall as we have learned that we're not going to talk about saving faith. We're going to talk about active faith. We're going to talk about walking in faith. Um, and it's, this is proof right here of life after the flood that uh, uh, faith has always been exercised about things not seen, things hoped for. You know, here's the Lord speaking to Abraham. Hey, I'm going to bless you. Here's a land, you know, I'm going to promise you. And, it, and Abraham had to go. He, he had to be active in doing that. And I want us to, to just look at real quick the first great evidence of Abraham's faith uh, is his obedience. Abraham obeyed. Hebrews 11.4, as we just read, he said obeyed. Abraham obeyed by going to a place which he was to receive as an inheritance. You know, and then we just read in Genesis 4, so Abraham went out as the Lord has spoken to him. And that word obeyed uh, in Hebrews means he immediately obeyed. Immediately. The Lord said, Abraham, go, and he said immediately he went. I don't know about you guys, but I, I, I was asking myself, could I do that? And I, I don't know if I could. I want to. Don't you guys want to, if the Lord is speaking to you, say, yeah, Lord, and not have our minds go and, well, money and houses and, and stuff, but just to immediately obey our Father in heaven. It's pretty rad. Pretty, pretty neat. Abraham was 75, or Abraham was 70, same person. 
He was 75 years old. He went into a new place. He left his hometown, his relatives, his total comfort zone. He left everything behind. Um, That is gnarly. That requires faith. You know, let that be a check for us, you know, to, to glean much from Abraham's life. You know, he did not know where he was going per se, but he knew that God was telling him to go. And it was that prompt obedience, grounded in faith, which characterizes Patriarch's life, through his life. That prompt obedience of, yes, Lord, okay, Lord, that he just, he went out. You know, his life was a, a continual practice of faith. You know, it wasn't perfect. It, you know, praise the Lord that it wasn't perfect in a sense, because none of us are perfect. As we'll find out, you know, Abraham, they, he did stuff. He, he went on his own accord and... We'll learn about that. You know, and, and I just want to share with you guys just the blessings of, of being obedient to the Lord, to getting up and just going when you know the Lord is calling you. Um, I'm sure we could all testify that when we're obedient to the Lord, we're blessed. Would you all agree? Cool. You know, let's, uh, let me read uh, Genesis 14. You guys got to read Genesis 12 through 21, the whole story of Abraham and Sarah. It's so cool. It's, it's amazing. Let me read for you Genesis 14, uh, 21 through 15, 1. And uh, the king of Sodom, let me give you a little background. The Lord, uh, or Abraham, there's a big war of kings, war of the kings, and Abraham's nephew Lot was in Sodom, and uh, Abraham went. And uh, he went to fight. He tore it up and he got his nephew back. And uh, you guys know Sodom and Gomorrah were ill towns. There's all kinds of gross, dishonorable stuff to the Lord going on there. And uh, the king of, here we are in 1421, it says, The king of Sodom said to Abram, uh, Give the people to me and take the goods for yourself. Abram said to the king of Sodom, I have sworn to the Lord God most high, possessor of heaven and earth that I will not take a thread or a sandal thong or anything that is yours, for fear you would say I have made Abram rich. I will take nothing except what the young men have eaten and the share of the men who went with me, Aner, Eshkol, and Mamre. Let them take their share. And then in 15.1 it says, After these things the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not fear, Abraham. Abraham, I am a shield with you. Your reward shall be very great. Abraham said, no, I'm not going to take stuff from you. It's the Lord. I don't want you guys to be able to boast and say that you helped me, that you made me great, that he was obedient. As, um, as Abraham, as he said, and then in 15 it said, after these things, the word of the Lord came to him. See, when we're obedient to the Lord, he says yes, and he, and he speaks to us. That's just what the Lord showed me as I was reading this. It was so cool. You know, and, and I don't know about you guys, but I want to hear from the Lord. I want him to guide me and, and, and not, you know, I want to be in that place where I can hear him. And, you know, I've talked to several people uh, from this congregation that have come up to me and said, you know, uh, they've proclaimed the blessings from being obedient. You know, there is this people living in ill relationships that weren't honoring the Lord, you know, that, that, that were dishonoring to God, that were impure and this one person said, you know what, I just got up and I left. And I feel so free. And so peaceful. And, and just totally, totally blessed. 
And it's, it's the truth that God blesses for obedience. And faith is required for obedience. I don't know if you guys know that, but we've got to have some measure of faith to be obedient to the Lord. You know, and walking by faith and obedience, it pleases the, heart, the Father heart of God. You know, I don't have kids, but, I, I, you know, I could imagine if um, it would be a real bummer if your child didn't trust you, let alone be obedient. I don't know, it's probably harder sometimes than normal, but, you know, like if you're like to your kid, hey, we're going to the beach, get on your trunks and, you know, get in the car. And if they're like, you know, I, I, I don't know, I, I don't want to, I don't know if you'll get us there, you'd be like, like what? What do you mean, you know? And... I, I, I think, you know, the Father heart of God rejoices when we're obedient. Because He knows best. He made us, you guys, right? He made us. He formed us in our mother's wombs, you know. And, and so it, it, it definitely pleases the Father heart of God. You know, we don't make the Lord do stuff because of our faith. But I think the faith is His heart. He's a compassionate God. Um, you know, I, I think there's a, a, a lack of trust why we, why we don't walk in faith more often. And there's pride issues. You know, we're prideful people. It's in our nature. You know, we think we know what's best, especially as we get older and, and we're stuck in, in certain ways and, and how we were raised. You know, there's, there's big pride issues and there's deep issues that need to be healed. You know, and the Lord can heal them. He's God. And I, I hope you guys know that the Lord is faithful forever. As First Thessalonians 5.24 says, Faithful is He who calls you, and He will also bring it to pass. And that's so good. That's so good. And as G mentioned last week, we remember our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, being found in appearance of man, He humbled Himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. And Philippians 2.8 tells us that. And the death on a cross was the most humiliating, just craziest way to to die and our lord and savior did that and as i love what gerald mentioned last week that you know the outcome is our salvation and healing and new life you know it's 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 the best thing ever knowing the lord i hope you all here know the lord i hope you all have accepted jesus as your lord and savior because if you haven't it's a bummer and you need to tonight because you might, you never know what's going to happen when you step out these doors. Now, we know that biblical God-fearing faith is active. I want you guys to turn to James chapter two. It's toward the back of the Bible. I think it's right after Hebrews, actually. That's fun, huh? It's all convenient. So we're going to read verses 17 and 24 of James chapter 2. 2.17, it said, Even so faith, if it has no works, is dead, being by itself. It's dead. If we say we have faith but no works, it's dead. That's it, bottom line. I don't want my faith to be dead. Right? Don't you guys agree? And then in verse 24... It says, you see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. 
Now, we're saved by grace through faith. And um, this isn't to say that we have to work, out, work our way into, into heaven. The Lord did it on the cross once and for all. He saved us. It's not that, oh, well, maybe if I'm good enough and I do enough works, then I can get into heaven. But this is active faith. Biblical, God-fearing faith that's active. And we see another proof of um, Abraham's enduring faith is seen in his willingness to dwell as a stranger in the land which God has promised him without rights or possessions. That is gnarly, you guys. He was a sojourner. He went as a, he, he went as a, as a resident alien, so to speak. One who lives uh, somewhere but doesn't have permanent status. You know, I believe that he was able to do that because of his faith, because that he knew heaven was his home, that he was looking to that city whose, whose architect and builder his God. He was looking forward to that. He wasn't looking to the right or to the left and, and being like, what, I want to live there. And, um, you know, I, I want to go there. And even Lot, when they, their two, uh, their two uh, calm tribes got together, you know, Lot, his nephew, went with them, as, as we just read. It was too crowded for them. And Abraham said, you know, you choose a way uh, which you, you want to go. And Lot chose uh, the, lush, the lush part, you know, the Valley of Jordan. And uh, Abraham didn't care. He just, he just wanted to please God. He, he didn't, it didn't matter where he was. And uh, the, the, the same should be for us in this world, too. You know, not, obviously not saying that having a house is bad, you know, but we can't hold on to them can't be like, yeah, dude, this is my house. I'm going to take it with me, you know, and look at this killer hardwood floor, you know. But, you know, oftentimes we hold on to stuff, you guys, and we don't even realize it when we hold on to stuff. We don't even realize it, but it consumes our mind all day long. We're like, whoa, whoa, that's, that's too, I, I thought about that too much. You know, when the Lord, we're, he's got a place prepared for us. I got a quote, I love this quote from, Jim Cimbala, after out of his book, Fresh Faith, it says, We like to control the map of our life and know everything well in advance. But faith is just content knowing that God's promise will not fail. This, uh, in fact, is the excitement of walking with God. When we read the book of Acts, we never quite know what is going to happen with the next turn of the page. The Spirit is in control, and that is enough. Paul had no formula as to how he would evangelize. He was simply going by faith. God unveiled the root. Uh, as he went along. Isn't that true that we want to know everything? I do. I for sure do. It's, it's, it's humbling when, I, when we don't know what lies ahead, but God does because he's the author and perfecter of our faith. You know, and then we see more of uh, Abraham, Abraham's uh, enduring faith in uh, Genesis chapter 14 where there's a, 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 you can go there if you want, So yeah, there was a, as I mentioned, there was a war of of, uh, of the kings, and I mean, Lord called Abraham out, and then all of a sudden there's this crazy war, and uh, his nephew is is uh, is is getting jacked up in in, in Sodom, and uh, Abraham Abraham went, you know, he assembled his men and he went because he knew that the Lord is faithful, and it's just really neat. I want to read it. 
uh, with you guys, starting in uh, Genesis 14, uh, verse 14. It said, When Abram heard that his relative had been taken captive, he let out his trained men, born in his house, 318, and he went in pursuit as far as Dan. He divided his forces against them by night, he and his, and his servants, and defeated them and pursued them as far as Hobah, which is north of Damascus. He brought back all the goods and also brought back his relative Lot with his possessions and also the women and the people. And that's the Lord. That's that enduring faith that, that empowered Abraham to go because I, I think that he knew that the Lord had called him and he knew that the Lord was strong on his behalf. It's just really neat to, to see um, how he does that, how the Lord is faithful to us even when it's nuts in our lives. Even when we think, all right, we're going this way, cool, the Lord's calling me to, to go out to, uh, I don't know, India or somewhere, and, and it gets tough, we can bank on the fact that the Lord has called us, and we don't have to fear anything, and He's mighty for us. And then Abraham, his waiting and patience of faith is really, is really big, as, as we see um, as he went out. You know, he dwelt in tents looking for a better city, you know, the promised land. Abraham started out at age 75, you know, and then in Genesis 12 we read that, and in Genesis 17, 1, it tells us that Abraham was 99 years old. You know, that's over 20 years of just dwelling, you know, the land of promise and hoping in the Lord and, and uh, intense, not getting permanent residence. It's really neat, you know, could we do that? You know, we, we really have to ask ourselves if we could do that, you know, could we go out and, and wait? I think waiting is so hard for us. Waiting is so tough for us as, we, as we're in this life and it's super fast and we've got to wait for us. You know, I, you know just one example is uh, waiting for a place to live. You know, I'm getting married in less than 10 days and praise the Lord. And, and uh, is super, is, uh, you know, even waiting for the right gal was hard. You know, boy, I want to, you know, we're like, when, Lord, I think I'm good. You know, can I have a helper and a, and, a, and a girl? But he's the best. His timing is perfect. And he, he, he knows what's best for us, that's for sure. You know, and then uh, waiting for a place to live, you guys, it was so gnarly. I was, you know, I asked uh, DJ to marry me in January, and then come February, I'm like, sick, you know, the Lord's going to provide a place for us. And, you know, we prayed, and... Uh, asking the Lord for a place and, you know, I was telling people, yeah, the Lord's got it for sure and, you know, he's going to show us, I, I had a feeling that he's going to show us around uh, uh, the end of June and in July and then come May, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, just freaking out and, I mean, I pretty much memorized Craigslist and the classifieds and, <laughs> you know, knew every house and, and, and it was so hard, it was so tough for me. I'll be honest with you guys. There were nights when I was up at night just going, oh my gosh, is this ever going to happen? Well, I guess, you know, some friends of ours said, hey, the worst that can happen, you can stay in the extra room in our house. We're like, all right, cool. And <laughs> it's, so, it's so funny how, how, how when, we, when we get our eyes off the Lord, that we get our eyes onto the flesh, and our flesh doesn't want to wait. Our flesh wants everything it can get. It will grab anything to get uh, content. And then praise the Lord, he provides an awesome place like a week ago and really humbled me. Yeah, praise God, you know, it's, it's, it's so good. And, 
you know, uh, when we wait on the Lord, we can't, we, can't, um, we can't act out in the flesh. And it's so easy to because we're a wanty people. And I'll show you an example of what Abraham, Abraham did in, uh, in, in Genesis 12. Abraham went down to Egypt in 12.10. Genesis says uh, now there was a famine in the land so Abraham went down to Egypt to sojourn there for the famine was severe in the land now there was a famine in the land so Abraham went down to Egypt to sojourn there for the famine was severe in the land Um, the Lord didn't say Abraham go you know sometimes we think it's right you know uh, when we when we when we do stuff that will benefit you know our families so to speak or like hey this is the right move you know let's do this but you know there was there was trouble he went down to Egypt and he lied about Sarah his wife and said it's my sister you know because you're so beautiful and Pharaoh's going to take you and make you his wife and he gets rebuked by Pharaoh and said why did you do this you know and you know they acquired Hagar down there which we'll find is is uh, causes some trouble for them. Um, excuse me, you know, the Lord, the Lord says, wait on the Lord, be strong and let your heart take courage in Psalm 27, 14. Isn't that a good verse? And then in Isaiah 40, 31, it says, yet those who wait for the Lord will gain new strength. They will mount up like, uh, mount up with wings like eagles. They will run and not get tired. They will walk and not become weary. You know, perhaps the Lord is calling and and, uh, leading you into a new place. You know, it can be a new place um, in your personal life. It's not saying to move, but it might mean, you know, to, to change work situations or to sever certain relationships and whatnot or make some um, difficult change. You know, and um, how do we do that? How do we, how do we walk by faith, by abiding in the Lord and, and, and walking by the Spirit? How, that's how we do it. And... Um, I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I'm just sharing with you what the Lord spoke to me. And I encourage you to read the Old Testament, read Genesis. But this is what the Lord showed me through studying. And it says, as I mentioned, when the Lord calls calls us, how can we step out in faith like Abraham? And the one thing that just the, the Lord spoke to me was seeking the Lord and knowing His Word. Knowing the Word of God. Going to Jesus. Because the word, it's uh, in Romans ten seventeen. it says, Faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. And when we are in the word of God, we read verses like, For such is God, our God forever and ever. He will guide us until death. Psalm 48, 14. Psalm 23, 3, you all know this. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Psalm 31, 3, For you are my rock and my fortress. For your name's sake, you will lead me and guide me. Psalm 32, 8, He will guide you with his eye upon you. Psalm 73, 23 through 24, Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You have taken hold of my right hand. With your counsel you will guide me, and afterward receive me to glory. Psalm 139, 7 through 10, Where can I go from your spirit? Or where can I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, behold, you are there. If I take the wings of the dawn, if I dwell in the remotest part of the sea, even there your hand will lead me and your right hand will lay hold of me. Knowing the Lord more builds our faith because he is a faithful God. 
And when you're in the Word and you, you read, you have these scriptures ingrained in your heart, you go through crazy times, you're going to be like, no, wait. For such is our God forever and ever. He will guide us until death. That the Lord will guide us, friends. And that is what the Lord spoke to me. That's what the Lord spoke to me. How do we go out in faith? And it's by knowing the Word of God. By reading and getting wind, getting, getting into it because it's living and active. And... Um, Faithful is he who calls you, and he will also bring it to pass, as I mentioned. Um, you know, I believe Paul's words in Romans 5, 3, where it says we exalt in our tribulations. You know, he, he was able to do that because he knew the Lord. This is how we know the Lord, through the word and prayer. You know, and, and Hebrews 12, 2 says, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I love that he's the author and perfecter of our faith. Isn't it cool that like we don't come to reality and, Hey, Britt, so how's my faith going to work out in this life? Or, gee, what's, what's going to happen in the month of wherever? Because we don't know, but the Lord does. Um, and what's so cool is, as we've learned in the prayer series, is that he's never broken a promise and he never will. You know, and the Lord leads us in paths of righteousness for him, his name's sake. You guys read through the Old Testament, you'll read that the Lord just does stuff for his name. That no man should boast, but the Lord would draw glory to himself. It's so cool. And abiding in the, in the Lord and walking in the Spirit and cultivating a lifestyle of abiding is so good, as we have learned. Because when we abide in the Lord, we bear fruit. And what's one of the fruit of the Spirit? But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness. When we're in the Lord, we, we, we bear fruit of, of being faithful. You know, as, as mentioned earlier, taking things into our own hands shows lack of faith. shows a lack of trust in God. Um, we have to listen to the Lord. And um, Abraham and Sarah, they, they were promised the son. They were promised the promised son. But uh, they took things into their own hands, which wasn't good. Genesis 16, 1 through 2, says, Now Sarai, Abraham's wife, who uh, had borne him no children, and she had an Egyptian maid whose name was Hagar. So Sarah said to Abraham, Now behold, the Lord has prevented me from bearing children. Please go into my maid. Perhaps I will obtain children through her. And Abraham listened to the voice of Sarah. Take note of that. Abraham listened to the voice of Sarai. We've got to listen to the voice of the Lord. Though he uses people, no doubt, and probably those ones closest to us, but we've got to ultimately listen to the Lord. You know, we stop, as I mentioned, we stop living by faith. We do what we think is smart. They're like, yeah, okay, the promised son, cool. Okay, get with her because I can't do it because I'm too old. And they have a son. They bore Ishmael. The Lord still blessed Ishmael, but it wasn't the promised son. Um, and, you know, all, all things are possible with God. All things are possible with God. You know, we can't mock God. Sarah, Sarah laughed, you know, when she overheard uh, Abram talking with the Lord. Lord saying, you're going to bear a, a, a child through this one. And, and, and she laughed. It's pretty, pretty gnarly. Um, as I mentioned again, it seems like the right thing to do to go and, and act out of our, own, of our own ways that we know. You know, if we went solely on feelings, we'd make a big mess of our lives. 
I've done that plenty of times. Oh, this feels right. But feelings are nothing. We've got to go on faith and, and the Word of God. Amen? Cool. You know, um, and we see, you know, faith's outcome. Uh, as we read in Genesis 17, 1 through 7, it says, um, Now when faith was not, or now when faith, now when Abraham uh, was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abraham and said to him, I am God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. I will establish my covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. Abraham fell on his face and talked with God, saying, As for me, behold, my covenant is with you, and you will be the father of a multitude of nations. No longer shall your name be called Abram, but your name shall be called Abraham, for I have made you the father of a multitude of nations. Because of Abraham's continual faith, the Lord blesses him. And Abram means exalted father, but then the Lord calls him father of many, just a reassurance of the Lord's promise there. And uh, it's, it's, it's so neat. So neat, and we know that we'll find out about the son, the promised son. Um, you know, I'm going to share with you guys. We uh, we went on a, a trip to Texas last September. Some of you know, and it was so funny because like two days before, Britton G pulled me in the office. They're all, "Hey, dude, so uh, how about going to Texas and leading a team?" And I'm all, "I'm out of here." And I like went to the beach and paddled and. Like, I was like, I don't know, you know, and it was crazy because it was so sudden and so soon and it wasn't immediate, that's for sure. I didn't obey immediately and I was like, okay, Lord, I'm going to go if my buddy Paul can go with me and so dumb. I was just, (laughs) we're funny like that and and anyway, so we went to Texas, you know, and and it, it was amazing and, you know, it was all the Lord and the fruit from the trip is absolutely amazing. You know, the friendships that were made. You know, and, and what the Lord did there was, was, was really neat. You know, and even because of our tiny, tiny little faith like a mustard seed. It's so funny. Um, you know, and the Sri Lanka team, how about the plans changing? Sorry, you can't go here because of this. You've got to go on a different route. And uh, sure enough, they were blessed. So cool. You know, and, and Abraham's descendants are many. You know, Isaac the promised son. Uh, we read about that in, in, in verse 21. So here's Abraham. He's called by the Lord. The Lord says, Go, I'll make your, your nation great and I will bless you and multiply you. He gets his eyes. He goes down to Egypt. He gets rebuked by a king. There's wars. There's crazy stuff. He goes and fights kings. He goes and rescues Lot. Um, Sarah, you know, he, he says, go, she says, go with, go with Hagar. And they birth Ishmael. All this crazy stuff. And, and yet the Lord still blesses. The Lord still blesses him. It's so good of the Lord. He's so faithful like that, you guys. The Lord is so good. Our God is really good. Thank you, Jesus. Um, and we read in, in, uh, in verse 21... 1 through 8, it says, Then the Lord took note of Sarah, as he had said. And the Lord did for Sarah as he had promised. So Sarah conceived and bore a son to Abraham in his old age at the appointed time of which God had spoken to him. Abraham called on the name of his son who was born to him, whom Sarah born to him, Isaac. And Abraham circumcised um, 
his son Isaac when he was eight days old, as God had commanded him. Now Abraham was 100 years old when his son Isaac was born to him. Sarah said, God has made laughter for me. Everyone who hears will laugh at me. And she said, Who would have said to Abraham that Sarah would nurse children, yet I have borne him a son in his old age? The child grew and was weaned, and Abraham made a great feast on the day that Isaac was weaned. So there's the Lord just coming through. Because he can't break a promise, it's just his character, and it's, it's, it's so neat. You know, and I want to ask you guys, you know, is, is, is the Lord calling, calling us? You know, I know I've barely skimmed and, and just gotten in just a little bit, but I want to ask you guys, is the Lord calling you? And then the next question I want to ask is, are you even in a place to hear the Lord? How much of the world is in our lives, you know? How loud is the world? Lord speaks to us in a still small voice and I want to ask us if we're even in a place to hear the Lord. Because I don't know if you guys know this, but the Lord wants to do great things in each and every one of you. Living for the Lord and walking in faith is exciting. It's not boring. He's got a plan for you guys to evangelize to co-workers and to family and to friends and to pray and to worship Him. And, and I want to ask us, are we even in a place to hear Him? It's kind of humbling, you know, like, wow, am I? Is it? How much of, how loud is, are the other things in my life? You know, it's the same God as it was with Abraham. It's the same God. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. You know, perhaps he's calling you and he will show you in the word. And remember, Abraham and Sarah are just like us. You know, they fell short. Hagar, you know, and, and uh, all kinds of crazy stuff happened and you know, his faith expressed itself in obedience. Abraham had to have faith to obey. It wasn't blind faith. He had complete confidence in God's plan and in God's promises. God's trustworthiness. He allowed the promises of God to bring him hope during his life. You know, that hope that didn't get tainted. You know, um, he started out at age 75, as I mentioned, and... and going to 99 and, and years later, you know, 24 years of sojourning and waiting in faith to the Lord. You know, could we do that? You know, and I think one of the, the, the radical things of Abraham's life, um, and this is my last point, is that Abraham acknowledged the Lord while he was traveling um, by through the land. And it's so important to do that, you guys, because Proverbs 3, 6 says, in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. It doesn't say in some ways, you know, hey, just when you're going to college or you've got to change jobs, then acknowledge the Lord. No, it's in all of our ways. We've got to acknowledge him, and, and he'll make our path straight. In Genesis 12, verse 7 and 8, uh, Abraham built a, an altar and called upon the name of the Lord. You know, and after he returned from his sojourning down to Egypt, he said, man, this is nuts, and he, and he, and he went back to the place where he had made that altar and called upon, he called upon the Lord there. Um, you know, if, any, if you guys are, or any of you are, are in a place where you're lacking, you know, where things are just, man, what's going on? Where's the joy in my life? You know, where's the peace? Where's the patience? Go back to your first love, which is Jesus, and repent and say, Lord, I, I, I need you. You know, it's so sweet. Um, I surf a little bit, and uh, I surfed with Britt pretty much my whole life as a surfer. And uh, 
we had team practices for Channel Islands, and we would go over to the Merrick's house and eat dinner after it was killer. We were all young, and food's always good, you know. And there was a surfer there who was world champion, and I think in 1978, and he was, you know, exhorting us as, as young little surfers. There were guys there that are, you know, second and third in the world and um, and whatnot. And he said, hey, you know what, if you're surfing, is, uh, if, if stuff's not, not clicking right, you know, and you're kind of just not flowing like you used to, he said, you know, go back to what works. Go back to a board that you know that works. You know, and, and uh, it made a lot of sense to me. I don't know, it stuck with me for like eight, 10 years, you know, and go back, go back to what you know works. Although Brit's, Brit and his dad don't shape much bad boards. But, but anyway, it was so cool. It really it encouraged me, and I think the same is for us. If you have gone down to Egypt, if you have so just walked away from your initial trust in the Lord, you know, know that tonight you can repent and turn your heart back to the Father in heaven. You know, go back to that altar that you once made as a place of worship and surrender. Go back to that place of saying, yes, Lord, I'm going to walk by faith, you know, and purpose in your heart to walk by faith and, 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 and not by sight. You know, and Abraham was, was called a friend of God. Isn't that sweet? James 2.23 says, Believe God and was reckoned to him his righteousness, and he was called a friend of God. Gerald and I were talking about that the other day. Doesn't that trip you out? The Lord made everything. He made these hydrangeas. He made you and he made made everything and then yet he calls us friends. It's very beautiful. It's it's so sweet. Um, and again, Genesis thirteen eighteen it says, Abraham moved his tent and came and dwelt by the oaks of Mamre, which are in Hebron, and there he built an altar to the Lord. Continual worship of the Lord, acknowledging him is so important for us, you guys. Because when we acknowledge the Lord in all of our ways, it, it gets our perspective right. When you stop for a minute in our busy days, you know, even at lunchtime or whatnot, and, and, and just um, say, Lord, I love you, and, and pray to him and, and whatnot. It gets our, gets our hearts and our, and our minds right. You know, and, and another thing that spoke to me is, is uh, maybe there's a little bitterness in some of us tonight toward the Lord. Because, you know, sometimes we... We blame things and we, and we blame God because of situations that we might be in where we thought, wait, Lord, I thought this and now this happened. You know, it doesn't seem fair or whatnot, but God's perfect in all of his ways. and we got to repent and, and get that out and return to the Lord. Um, and in the area that we've been lacking in faith, we got to give it up to, to God. Housing, money, school, health, give it to the Lord and ask the Lord for a fresh filling of faith because these are the end times you guys we're living in the end times and we read that Lot as stuff as uh, the Lord was raining down fire just tearing up Sodom and Gomorrah uh, Lot you know we read in, in, uh, that, that Lot hesitated but then as they were leaving Lot took his wife and his wife looked back and she became a pillar of salt. And what that is, what that means to us and what it, what it teaches us is that we can't look back. As the end times are drawing near, we can't love the things of the world. We've got to love the Lord and the things of Him. 
You know, we can't look and be like going towards the Lord and being like, wait, look at that, you know, and, and whatnot. We've got to go towards Him. So anyway, guys, that's what the Lord showed me through this. Please read the book of Genesis. Please read the Old Testament. It's so cool. And, and, and it's so neat what, what the Lord did in the lives of Abraham and Sarah. They were people just like us. And um, God used them. And God blessed them, for sure. And so, tonight, if you need a fresh feeling, ask the Lord. Repent. Say, Lord, I've not walked in by faith in this area. And it's simple. If you have faith, you're blessed. God doesn't make it complicated for us. He knows our finite little minds. So, I'm going to pray. And uh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, that you're a faithful God. Thank you, Lord, that you are good to your children. Lord, I ask that you would speak to us during this time of worship, Lord. That you would speak to us, God, concerning the areas in our life that aren't honoring you, Lord. That we would surrender them. Lord, I ask that in the deepest parts of us that faith would arise. That it would, it would arise in us, Lord, in the depths of our hearts. Lord, I pray that we would surrender, that we would come back now to that place of surrender and worship. That place where it's just you and we just look into your face and nothing else matters. Lead us during this time, Lord. We thank you. We thank you that you are faithful. Bless us tonight in Jesus' name. Amen.